0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 30th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip underscore ond On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Magic get a chance to reorganize, reset a little bit as they get a practice, their first practice since the trade deadline, probably their only practice for a little while since the trade deadline. The Magic hoping to get some organization. I'll talk about what they tried to achieve uh, and some observations from the Magic's first game with the new new folks. We'll also talk a little bit about Nikola Vucevic and what his legacy with the Orlando Magic is as the Magic finally and firmly say goodbye, plus the Magic take on the LA Clippers tonight at 10 o'clock. We'll get to all that coming up here. In just a moment, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you can like, you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the of Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA, but the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the LA Clippers after their win over the Milwaukee Bucks? Check out our pals at Locked On Clippers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. So search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week on Friday at 3.30 to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. I'm having a lot of fun with those Locker Room chats. Done, done a couple now, um, so we'll, we'll try and make that roughly a weekly occasion or weekly thing uh, just to talk has to talk magic and, and interact a little bit, so good, good, good times. But the magic are in Los Angeles, and they needed some time to get to know each other a little better, to get a little bit better organized. Um, Steve Clifford is big on that word, uh, getting organized. It's 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 one of his coach buzzwords, and every coach has buzzwords and things that he defines as important. And for Steve Clifford, being organized is really about doing the fundamentals and and having an understanding of what the basics of what they're trying to do are, and just having everyone on the same page. If you go back and watch Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, the Magic didn't look super organized, especially on offense. But defense, too, they they, they just didn't seem like they were all on the same page, which, of course, is to be expected. Um, it was a game where the Magic put in a great effort. Um, No one should—not no one, not even Steve Clifford could fault the team's effort. And really, throughout the year— I don't think effort has generally been the problem. Maybe there's been two or three games where it's just like that. That's just not good enough. That's not. That's not putting in. That's not putting in the work to, to win a game. But the Magic largely stayed in that game on Sunday, based off their effort and their desire to win. And, and again, we recognize here that this team is not going to win a lot of games. It? Um, it's it, that's just the talent level. That's just the reality of the situation. This Magic team is going to struggle to score. They're going to struggle to do a lot of things that, that you have to do to win basketball games. But the one thing we don't ever want to see is for the effort to wane, for the effort to go away, for the effort to slow down. Um, that, is, that is that is the surest sign that things are not working. And while I agree with Steve Clifford that you know, winning should still be the goal and winning should still be the standard and we're not going to make things up, if this team is still bought in, still trying to do the right thing, still playing hard, you know I'm not going to call the season a success, but... That will be a good sign heading into the offseason. So effort is a big part of the puzzle. Just look at the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder have surprised people once again because that team plays hard. Yes, they have Shea Gildas-Alexander who's had a breakout season again, um, but they play hard. You You do not leave a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder knowing that you did not play the Oklahoma City Thunder. They make sure they know that you played them and the magic have to be the same kind of team um the heart and hustle team of 2000 that te- you go back and look through that schedule a a lot of ugly games but b a lot of blowouts they didn't you know they finished 41 and 41 but they got beat up pretty bad but why do we still talk about that team why is that team still etched into our memories they played hard every single night every single night they put themselves on the line uh, and, and, and you never question their effort. That's that's really half the battle. The other half is this organization part, is knowing how to run the plays, how to stay out of each other's way, how to work together um, to be successful. If, if Sunday proved anything, even against an undermanned Lakers team, it's that you can't just simply roll the ball out and expect NBA players to play high-level basketball. Um, for those that don't think coaches matter in the NBA, you are dead wrong. The defenses are too sophisticated um, the offenses are frankly too sophisticated to simply just go out there and play without a plan, without some type of, um, without some type of guiding philosophy or, or, or purpose. Uh, you know, Steve Clifford's another big coaching bu- buzzword that he uses is purpose of play. Um, and to me, again, that to me that means you know an intention of what you're doing. What what are you trying to do on this possession? What are you trying to do with this play? What what advantage are you trying to press and create? Steve Clifford said after practice Monday that while the opponent is important and you want a game plan for the opponent and what they're going to do, you always want to game plan within the context of what you do, what your philosophies, what your principles are, and make sure that you're reinforcing those as you prepare for the next game, or in this case, making sure that you get them down pat. Steve Clifford is not an offensive coach. That's, 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 that should be perfectly clear. His his guiding philosophy, his bedrock is his defense. Um, it, it's 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 at the very, very heart of what he tries to do and what he tries to teach. His teams play hard defensively. They don't beat themselves. They don't give up a lot of turnovers. They don't give up a lot of offensive rebounds. And again, that was part of the disappointment of Sunday's loss as the Magic gave up, I think it was three, four, uh, five offensive rebounds, five of the eight offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, and three of them came off free throws. That's, that, that, you could tell that really ground at uh, Steve Clifford's gears. That, that really grinded his gears. That was really, 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 really frustrating for him. And he described them as mistakes that, that you wouldn't even make at a high school level. Um, those are really simple mistakes that he was really not happy about. And again, he said it, and he's right. It cost them the game. Those were Those were critical turnovers. And so while those are important, those are correctable. What needs instruction, what needs teaching is the offense. And the Magic offense obviously did not play particularly well on Sunday, the Magic scored just 93 points, which is not enough to win in the NBA anymore, if it ever was. Um, and they only had what 39 points at halftime. The good, uh, a lot of that came with the three new guys on the floor. The the Magic gave up a 17-3 run to start the second quarter with both with all three: RJ Hampton, Otto Porter, and Wendell Carter on the floor together. That's not to say it's their fault. That's not to say that um that that they're the reason the Magic lost or the reason why the Magic dug a hole, but. Let's be real, those guys don't know the offense yet. They don't know where they're supposed to be. They don't know their reads. Their best play throughout that first half came out of sets, out of the half court, in transition, when if they came at all. And again, that was still, this. I think, the case in the second half, although the team was a lot better. And that's a good sign. The Magic, in the second half, posted a 114 offensive rating. That does not sound like a team that scored 93 points. They had 54 points in the second half. They shot 45% from the floor. So there were good signs offensively, plenty of signs offensively, that the team did learn from whatever mistakes they made. They did accept some coaching, and they improved. And so the Magic hope coming out of this practice that they'll look a little bit more organized offensively, that those new guys will have a little bit more clearly defined roles uh, and the Magic will move forward. I do want to look at what the rotation is going to look like. I'm going to give it probably one more game. Um, so we'll probably chat a little bit about what the rotation uh, is supposed to look like ahead of Thursday's game against the Pelicans. We'll see what the Magic do and how the Magic uh, deploy these players coming out of Sunday's game and out of this practice. Um, I do think that we'll see. Uh, it would not surprise me to see um, Otto Porter in the starting lineup or or to see kind of some of those some of those players get more normal minutes. I think Steve Clifford was going out of his way to make sure all of them got minutes and, and reduced minutes of other players, like Chuma Okiki, for instance, or, or a couple other players. Um, I, 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 do, I did like what I saw from a lot of them. I think you know, Otto Porter maybe eased himself into the game a little bit more than I thought he would. Um, but, you know, Hampton, R.J. Hampton was, was everything as advertised, both good and bad. Um, and, and I liked Wendell Carter's defense a lot, and I think that's, that's obviously why I think Clifford felt comfortable closing the game with him. Um, the one thing that I think we will continue to see, and I do think this is an important point because it's been asked of me a lot, why is Dwayne Bacon playing, why is Michael Carter-Williams playing more, why are they getting all the shots, and, and I think a lot of that is just Steve Clifford's philosophy on growing young players. I mean, Mo Bamba admitted it after, after practice on on Monday that, what, that, that the environment is now more of a learning environment than perhaps it was before, but winning is still the goal, um, and Clifford has has kept this philosophy kind of has kept this philosophy very consistent throughout the year. He does not want to put young players in positions where they'll be too uncomfortable, or they haven't practiced, or where they're being asked to do too much, or or, or develop bad habits. And he, and Clifford admitted, Clifford was asked about it on Monday. He said, you know, that's the struggle. Is you know you're still trying to push to win, you're still trying to develop guys, but you have to keep out bad habits. You have to keep up winning habits as much as you can in this situation. Uh, And and so I think one thing that we'll continue to see is, you know, Chumokiki, you know, he'll get a lot of points just off of kickouts, but he's still going to be a kickout option. They're not going to ask him to, you know, set guys up one-on-one. That's not his game. That's not how they want to play. And again, that's why Clifford is very hesitant to play him at small forward. He wants him to master the power forward position master his responsibilities in that role before expanding them out. And I think that's what we'll see with a lot of these young players, too. Um, You know, Wendell Carter Jr. has been around a little bit longer. I think there'll be a little bit more leeway on him. But, like, Coofer doesn't want R.J. Hampton playing point guard right now. He wants him to play shooting guard, master those skills, master those reads, master those opportunities, and then maybe down the road point guard will become an option. Maybe down the road when he's mastered the offense a little bit, when he has a little bit better understanding of what the team's trying to do, then he'll expand that role a little bit. And Of course, Cole Anthony does appear like he's set to come back uh, sometime after the road trips. Uh, Clifford said after practice Monday that Cole Anthony is making progress. Uh, from his from in his recovery and, and recovering much faster at this point now than they anticipated but the plan is still to uh, bring him back after this road trip so it would not surprise me if he's playing um, when the team returns home to play the Washington Wizards in, in about a week. Um, so lots of lots to lots to analyze lots to get to there's still a lot I think there's still a lot to be interested in with this team. we will see how those players look and, and again you know it's, this is the other guiding philosophy about Steve Clifford and one I think is really 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 important to remember about him. The goal is to be better tomorrow than you are today. The goal is to progressively get better as the season goes on, to play your best basketball toward the end of the season. Um, I don't think that part has changed. I think Clifford still wants to see this team grow and improve. And Tuesday, obviously, against a very tough Clippers team, will be a chance to do that. We'll talk a little bit about the game against the Clippers coming up here in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social and audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting a locker a, lock, a locker room for Locked On Magic about once a week, so you can finally join in on the conversa- conversation you listen to here every day. We've had a lot of fun with these. I've done two of them now. Um, tested one out a, a, a few weeks back. Um, Got some good conversation, you know, had some fans from other teams jump in, which was really exciting to to hear. Um, But mostly I was excited to hear from you guys. We had a great conversation, a great room uh, on Thursday to recap the trade deadline. Um, Had a really fun time uh, answering your questions there and talking about some of the issues that I've been seeing and trying to sort through my feelings about the day. Um, it 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 was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me. You might even have a chance to be featured on Locked On Podcasts. I've been using them as as podcasts, as, 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 as extra less work for me, um, through our Locker Room conversations. So be sure to join me this week on Friday at 3.30 p.m. I'm going to host a room Friday at 3:30 p.m. Uh, and we'll we'll chat a little bit about the Orlando Magic and what we've seen from this new team. So go download the free locker room app now. It's currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Phil R Squared to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Friday at 3.30 p.m. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Orlando Magic, so we'll see you there. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes. With the Locked On Today podcast, host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. The Atlanta Magic take on the LA Clippers on Tuesday at 10 p.m. to complete their Los Angeles duo. Then they actually head to New Orleans, which is a very strange way for this West Coast trip to unfold. But say this is This is the tough part. Um, obviously, when you're playing the Los Angeles duo, it's going to be tough. Um, there's no doubt about that. The LA Clippers are playing... Really good right now, and they just blew out the Milwaukee. They just uh, handled the Milwaukee Bucks. I wouldn't say they blew them out, but they handled the Milwaukee Bucks pretty easily on Monday at home um, at the Staples Center. So back to back for the Clippers, a home home back to back. But you know the Magic are probably not a team they are super worried about. Um, would there be some injury management stuff for some of their guys? I doubt it. Um, uh, obviously, it's a big ask for the Orlando Magic um, right now. This is a team that's still trying to figure itself out, um, and while winning is still the goal, and I think we still hold them to the standard of winning and trying to win, um, it's it, this team right now probably isn't ready to play a team of the Clippers' caliber. Um, just um, it, it, they're going to have to have a really hot shooting night and play really, really sharp defensively. And you know, the fact is, the, you know, a team like the Clippers right now is in playoff mode. They're gearing up for the postseason. They're starting to peak and play their best basketball. Um, the Magic are essentially in preseason mode. Um, they're still learning everything, and this just this this is, is not going to be pretty. I I I don't anticipate this being a very competitive game. You know, you look at the numbers. The Clippers lead the league in offensive rating. Their one ten point nine defensive rating places them eleventh. So you know, maybe some wiggle room there. Um, but you know, the Magic defense is going to have to be super sharp. Um, obviously, LA's got some great offensive players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, they really seem to fit together really well. Um, they did trade Lou Williams, but um, you know they they still got plenty of weapons. Lou kennard has been huge off their bench for them, uh, and, and they've obviously done a lot of really really good things um, defensively. This this is a really tough Clippers team. Obviously, um, they're not going to give up a ton of easy points. They are you can break them down. You can score against them a little bit, but um, this is this is obviously a a huge, huge, huge task for the Orlando Magic. Um, I I think it's important then that... I I mean, Steve Clifford kind of made this point after practice on Monday. Um, It's less about what they do right now and more about what you do. Um, You still prepare. You still get organized. You still understand what the Clippers are going to try and do against you. But you do all that within the context of what you're trying to do. What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to get done? Uh, And and you don't change that. You don't have... You can't... uh, over worry about what the opponent's doing. Um, my focus for this game is more on how the Magic execute. Are the Magic able to get into their sets? Do they look lost? Are they getting good shots? If you get good shots and you miss them, so be it. Um, but are are they getting good shots? Is their defense are their is their defense on point? Do they have like strong moments defensively? Um, if if this is a game the Magic lose because they miss shots and the and the Clippers just run out on them, fine. Play play good half court defense. Um, Steve Clifford has really made this point. Uh, uh, has made this point before. Right now, the you know the early goal with this team is figure out what they're good at and really emphasize that. Really dig into that. Really just make that your calling card. You know, I I think there's a lot of comparisons here to how the Magic played under James Borrego after they fired Doc Vaughn. Borrego said, you know, our goal is we're not going to give up any points in the paint. He played Dwayne Dedman and Nikola Vucevic together. They packed the paint and they gave up their share of threes. But they, I think, were top 10 in the league after, after uh, Vaughn was fired um, in points allowed in the paint. They did a really good job defending the paint. Now, again, you could argue that, okay, well, they still gave up threes. They were 10-20, which uh, for that team was okay. Um, not good, but, you know, it was better than what they were before. Um, I think that's where the Magic have to stand right now. The Magic have to focus on what can we be good at. What can we accomplish? What can we do consistently? I always say this. Y'all hear me say this. I, I say it ad nauseum. The NBA is about what you can do, or the NBA regular season at least is about what you can do every single night. You know, obviously, when you have a player like Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, you know, they can beat any kind of defense you throw at them. Um, and so, they you know, their margin for error is small, is smaller, you know, or, or wider. They can they can make mistakes. They can have a bad game and still have a chance to win. The Magic can't do that. You know, the Magic. Got lucky a little bit that the Lakers missed so many threes. Um, But, you know, the Magic played an undermanned Lakers team. Uh, They made a ton of mistakes and still gave themselves a chance to win the game. That's not going to happen here. That's not what's going to happen against this Clippers team. The Magic are going to have to be sharp. They're going to have to be on point. They're going to have to be together. They're going to have to be organized. And if the Magic do that, then maybe, maybe, maybe they have a chance against the Clippers. Tip-off is at 10 o'clock. We'll close the show talking a little about Nikola Vucevic and his legacy as the Magic move on. And we'll probably end our conversation on the former players right there. But before you do any of that, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, the NCAA tournament, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. That online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. It is Built Bar Madness. We've been talking about this tournament for a while, and we are in salacious four. I don't know what they're actually calling it, um, but we're, we're we're in the semifinals. We're in the final four already. It's super, super, super exciting. Today's matchup is a good one. I can tell you it is absolutely a good one. I'm going to pull it up right here and tell you about how great this matchup is. Here in the flavorful four, it is cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. I've had cookies and cream. Cookies and cream might be my favorite my favorite flavor. It was the one seed in this tournament. But cookie dough chunk sounds really good too, and I kind of want that too. Go vote for your favorite built Bar, for your favorite flavor, and check out all the great flavors at builtbar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore built. Remember to use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage March Madness four days a week from the credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I don't want to spend too much time on sentimentality. Um, we'll have plenty of time over the course of the offseason uh, to, to figure out what comes next and, and what the legacy of these of the three players, Nicole Vucevic, uh, Evan Forney, and Aaron Gordon, mean to the franchise. And we we'll that probably for the next five to six years. It's, it's not a conversation that's going to go away. It's been a heated one, it seems like, um, as we assess what to make of the last nine years, um, really, uh, of this rebuild as the Magic begin to strike a completely new and separate path. But I would be remiss if I didn't have some comment or some thoughts on what this all means, um, and why this this departure more than any other? Why this departure really seemed to hit home? If you haven't seen the video yet, uh, on Saturday, as Nikola Vucevic was getting set for his first game against Chicago Bulls or, or for the Chicago Bulls against San Antonio Spurs, uh, he met the media for the first time in Chicago and was asked. Now, by a reporter, and it might have been Josh Robbins of The Athletic, but it was asked what Orlando meant to him. And I can't do it justice. And honestly, even playing the sound alone can't do it justice. I've posted it on orlandomagicdaily.com in several places. Um, you can find the full video on the Bulls' Twitter account. Um, Vucevic was you know, clearly emotional about leaving Orlando. Um, and, 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 you know, like fans, I think, still coming to grips or coming to terms with this chapter of his career and this chapter of his life coming to an end. The cruel thing about the trade deadline is it is so sudden. Um, y- yes, we could we could easily predict that Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier were on their way out, but there's always the surprise, and the Magic's decision to completely start over caught everyone by surprise. It was always a possibility, but we didn't think... There's nothing to suggest that this front office, that this ownership group was ready to take that big leap, take that big step. And so the Nikola Vucevic trade caught a lot of us by surprise. Um, and again, that's not to say that that Vuce didn't know about it. Vuce didn't know that it was in the works. Um, you know, I think the one thing that I think's become clear is that Jeff Weltman has been pretty upfront with his players about what they're planning to do and what they're trying to do and, and trying to do right by them. As much as anything else, too, and, and I do think that's going to serve him well when the Magic do bounce back into a point where they can get free agents. Um, I, I think I think that that's that's absolutely going to be an advantage for this team. But it was still emotional, and it was hard to hide those emotions. It was hard to ignore those emotions. Um, you know, in, in this town, this city, meant a lot to Nikola Vucevic, especially. As he said, both in his in his letter that he put on Twitter as well as um, in that press availability, which again, go find. It is well worth your watch. Um, this is the place where he went from a boy, you know, turned from a boy to a man. Where, you know, he got married. He had his first two kids. Made his career. It's not easy to say goodbye to all that. Just from a human level. Let's forget about basketball for a moment. From a human level it's hard to say goodbye and, and and you know unfortunately the basketball business is very cruel in that way the choice to leave you know is not always your own but i think i think the one thing though is that nikola Vucevic will never leave orlando um this place will always be his home the city this franchise will always be his home One day he will be inducted into the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. He will go down as one of the best players in franchise history. He's probably in the top six or seven as it stands. And you can make an argument that he is number five ahead of Nick Anderson. I'm not ready to make that argument. I'm not ready to have an opinion in that argument. Um, But he is in that second tier of all-time Magic rates. And what's, what's unique about Vucevic is that you know, he's truly the first Magic All Star that left on good terms. Um, you know, maybe Richard Lewis. I, I don't think there's any ill will from the fans to Richard Lewis and no ill will from the franchise. It was a very strange day that that trade happened. Um, but, you know, every other All Star in Magic history didn't leave on the best terms with the fan base or with the franchise. Obviously, Shaq left in free agency and seemed to want to take pot shots at Orlando on the way out. Penny had a very acrimonious ending here in Orlando. Tracy McGrady um, had, you know had his dispute with the GM uh, on his way out the door. Um, you know, I remember Penny actually, when he came back for the team's 25th anniversary, said in his press conference, I was a little hesitant to come back. I wasn't sure how this fan base would welcome me. Um, he got the standing ovation he deserved as time heals all wounds, of course. T-Mac was very much the same way Um, Once with with John brought out of the way. T-Mac was very happy to be back home and back in Orlando um, after his stellar four-year run here. Obviously, Dwight Howard didn't leave on great terms with anyone. Um, Jameer Nelson actually left on kind of bad terms. He's talked extensively about how he never wanted to leave the Magic uh, and how that split... um, was not handled particularly well. And everything that I've understood is it was not handled well at all. But Nikola Vucevic is different. Nikola Vucevic truly became one of our own. He had to earn the love and respect from Magic fans. There were Magic fans calling for his trade for five years. Um, Even I. Like, I've been a Nikola Vucevic supporter, but I always said... You don't trade Nikola Vucevic until you have his replacement in place. And when the Magic got Serge Ibaka, I was like, they have his replacement in place. It's time to trade Nikola Vucevic. Um, But Vuce kept working. And I think that work, um, you know, that that kind of quiet work that he put in to improve and get better and become an all-star finally endeared himself to Magic fans. So yes, Nikola Vucevic said goodbye to Orlando. A tearful goodbye but it's not goodbye forever. Not anywhere close. Nikola Vucevic will be back. This will be his home. And when he returns, whether it's an opponent next season with the Chicago Bulls, whether it's in retirement five, six, seven years from now for his Hall of Fame induction, for, for whatever it is, Nikola Vucevic will be forever linked with the Orlando Magic. This will always be his home. This will always be his place. And we will always welcome him. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts if you're tuning in like Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore md And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Like I've been saying this week, because we're on West Coast time, I will be doing... Afternoon episodes or early or morning episodes, so expect to have Lockdown Magic drop in your inboxes or on your podcast devices around noon each day. Um, I apologize for that. I'm gonna try and get back to a consistent schedule when the magic are back home, but that's just kind of the reality of having to stay up, write, you know, do all that stuff Um, late later into the night. I do want to try and get some sleep, so I, I appreciate everyone. Uh, giving me that, and I appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. We had a you know, obviously trade deadline is a busy, busy time. Had a really nice week, and I appreciate everyone who listens to the show. Hope you stay with us here through the end of the season. Do have some draft content planned coming up in the coming days, especially after the NCAA tournament ends, when the draft kind of process reaches that stage. We will talk about the future of the franchise as well as what's going on on the court for the rest of the season. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Cross Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.